Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of the Queen of the Hill podcast, a King of the Hill podcast where I talk about every episode of King of the Hill, more specifically season one, at least. And we just like talk about it. I'm your host, Claire, otherwise known as Claire C. Hammy here on the internet. I totally forgot my intro <laughs> because it's only the second episode and I don't have anything down. I don't even have an outline written. So pretty much what I do is I go through, I'm going to be going through every single episode of King of the Hill for at least season one. And if this does well, we'll go on to further seasons. But right now we're just doing season one. And today we have season one, episode two, titled Square Peg, where Peggy is assigned to be the middle school sex ed teacher because the other teacher quit. That's all I'm going to say right now because we'll get into why the other teacher quit. This one is an episode that I actually do remember the most from season one, actually. Also, if for some reason you notice like a lot of like pausing breaks or something like that, it's because I am like coughing so like fucking dramatically. I apologize. I don't know why I'm coughing so much, but you know, it is what it is. I'm probably fucking dying. Who knows? Um... But how has everyone's week been? I know this is not, like, conversation that you can't directly reply to, but, like, just, like, reflect back on your week. How has it been? What's the 411? What's all the hot gossip? <laughs> but let's go ahead and get into it. We're going to start off. Obviously, we start off with the, te- with the theme song. It's looking cute. We're doing all of that. But then we open up in Peggy's little office. We first start off with a shot of her substitute teacher of the year in 1996. If you want to feel old, I was one years old. Maybe. Or I was going to be one. And we just kind of like get that shot for a hot second. And then we like cut over to her grading some papers in her little office, which is also the room with the water heater in it. And like, you know, the cleaning supplies. So it kind of like shows that at least Hank doesn't really take her career seriously. And I find that kind of interesting because later on, we kind of see a more supportive side of her endeavors and her crazy antics. But it's nice to see that like, okay, her office is in like this fucking water heater room. I also find it interesting that we can, like, tell the difference between what's animated and, like, what's stationary in the series right now. And, because, like, everything that's, like, stationary looks like, you know, watercolor illustration. But everything that's animated, you can tell, like, the difference of. And, like, it brings me back to, like, the old classic Disney movies and how you could tell what was going to be picked up and moved around based on, like, the art style. (laughs) But now we have Hank complaining that his back is hurting. And Peggy asks, like, why uh, why he hasn't been wearing the weightlifting belt that she got Hank for Christmas. And apparently it's just, like, a fucking girder. Girdle, sorry. And here we're going to see, like, a weird dynamic of how uncomfortable... Like, Hank is around other characters, especially Bobby. Like, we saw it in, like, the first episode, too, with, like, Luann's underwear, which is, like, okay, 
that's kind of weird, but whatever. But like, honestly, you're just sitting on your couch with your shirt off and Peggy's rubbing on some icy hot for you. I don't really understand like how that would be like a weird thing. Like, I just don't like get it, you know? Like, whatever. It's like, it should be like, it should be whatever. But instead, it's actually like this big situation or not a big situation. I shouldn't say big, but like, it's obviously making Hank uncomfortable to the point where he has to like throw on his shirt and just like quickly act like nothing ever happened. Like it looks like he, Bobby caught them in the axe or something like that. All right. So now we have Bobby walking in to the living room, giving Hank and Peggy a permission slip. This is where shit hits the fucking fan. And Hank goes off on a list of like, oh, is this like for contact football? Is it for like some tests, like medical tests? But then we find out that it's actually for sexual education. We are just going strong. First episode, we have like, you know, some domestic abuse situation. Now we have a sexual education, which this what took place in 97. So, I mean, like, I guess we were kind of still like repressed. I don't want to say repressed because it wasn't like that. But like, we weren't like as open as we are now about like these kind of things. And I just like, I don't know, like it just, it's just interesting to look back in like the mindset of like people from the 90s. But like also the 90s was like much more social justice-esque in a way. Whereas, you know, like present day, like, I don't know where I was going with that. But like, it was like very much more like social justice, like let's be like, you know, politically correct and all that stuff. As we should, you know. But I don't know, like sexual education has always been like weird. Even when I was going through it in high school, my freshman year, we really didn't even go over it. Like it was just kind of something that we just kind of skipped over and just briefly talked about it. But Hank's upset, furious, as per usual, about why Bobby has this permission slip about sexual education. And he doesn't believe that the school would give it to him. He's like, where'd you get this? Bobby's like, I told you, I got it from school. All right. And then after finding out that the principal wants to do a sexual education course to, I think they're in seventh or eighth grade at this point. They're at least not in ninth grade because Peggy says we didn't have to think about that till ninth grade health class, right? So, which for those who are not listening, who are not in the U.S., or for those who are listening that are not in the U.S., ninth grade is like freshman year, first year of high school, all that good shit. Um, I don't even know why I felt the need to explain that, but I sure did. But Hank rips up the permission slip. He's like... No, we need to learn. We need to teach Bobby about this. He needs to learn from his parents because that's how it should be. We're not going to have some like weird bureaucratic fucking lesson plan from Washington, D.C. Teach our son about the ways of romance. But like, it, what? We also get, like, a little bit of a Shady Boots moment after Hank rips up the permission slip. He's like, oh, Bobby can't do 
or we shouldn't be teaching Bobby about this anyways because he can't do a damn thing about it right now. And especially at his age and with his features, I'm like, damn, you really just read Bobby for fucking filth. Honestly, I think like if Bobby, I think Bobby in like today's day and age would have been like really successful in like romance maybe. Like, I don't know. I feel like he has like very like golden retriever vibes, if you know what I mean. Alright, and then after Hank rips up the uh, permission slip and throws it in the trash, Peggy and Hank have a conversation on the couch about who, about why, um, not who, sorry, <laughs> about why, you know, that, as they call it, aka, like, the sex, should be taught in the home by his parents, and they are just, like, so, like, awkward, even just, like, thinking about it or even like trying to discuss like how they are going to talk to Bobby about this that they just I don't know like their body language I mean like obviously it's like early like or sorry late 90s animation so there's not like a whole lot of crazy shit going on like we do now like we uh, like what we have now but they just like kind of like their conversation their dialogue is just very like I don't want to do this so I'm hoping that the other person will take ownership of it and the other person was not taking ownership of it. So Hank's like, well, you're the expert. You're the substitute teacher of the year. And just completely throw, throws Peggy under the bus. And Peggy's in charge of teaching Bobby how to, you know, teaching Bobby about sex ed. <laughs> and then Peggy has like this weird, to me it's weird, response to Hank basically telling her that she has to do it, Right. She's like, but I'm a decent woman. Like, what is that? What? What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, you can't talk to your child? Is that what that means? (laughs) And then after Peggy says that, Hank says, I have my back out here. So now Hank's using his back pain issue, which literally has nothing to do with the situation. It's not like... Hank's gonna give Bobby a fucking live demonstration of fucking or something like that. (laughs) Um, So I don't know why that's even like an excuse that Hank thought of, but it's funny nonetheless. All right. So then Peggy goes into Bobby's room, turns off his TV, by the way. This is like all not prompted and all that shit. Like goes into his room, turns off his TV, asks him straight up, like, what do you know about sexual relations? And then Bobby says, I don't know. I'm worried about being a slut. I'm like, Bobby, you precious bean. We don't slut shame here. <laughs> um, and then they just continue having like this weird, super awkward conversation about how, just like about sex ed in general. Like I'm going to keep saying that phrase over and over and over for sure. And we can tell that Peggy's just, like, so uncomfortable through the dialogue and, like, how the voice actor just... Or should I say voice actress? I don't know. Let me know, even though it'll be, like, three months from now when I actually upload this. <laughs> um, Just, like, so uncomfortable with, like, even, like, trying to discuss this. And Bobby's just sitting there, like, okay, just go ahead and say it. Like, Bobby just, like, does not care. And I really do think that kind of shows, like, generational differences. I don't really know, would, 
I don't think Bobby would be considered a Gen X, right? I think he's, like, technically, like, a millennial. But, like, on the older side... I don't really know. No, he would... I don't know. Would he be Gen X? Huh. I don't know. Either way. He's not Boomer A. Boomer era. <laughs> and... Peggy's like, oh, there's some pretty big differences. And then he's... She's, like, trying to get, like, making... Or... Peggy's trying to be, like... Oh, I really hope Bobby just already knows this. So I don't have to talk about it. Being like, you do know that there's some pretty big differences between boys and girls. Right? And then she's, like, trying to, like, talk about genitalia. And then, but, like, just not... She just doesn't know how to, like, say it without it being, like, super weird. And I think Peggy's actually, like, making it even worse at this point in time. And then Peggy tries to go into talking about like how excuse me men and women are different and she's like you know boys have something that girls don't have and then Bobby's like you mean a penis and then this part always fucking sends me dying because Peggy just gets up and just walks out the room no words nothing she just gets up and walks out and then we cut over to Boomhauer, Bill, Hanks, and Dale's reaction to the um, sex ed class that's going to be taught at the middle school. And then Bill goes on to say that, oh, I didn't take sex ed in school. I learned everything from the military. I know how to pick up bar women. I'm like, that's, that's classy, Bill. I mean, it's. Bill Dotrieve, of course, the epitome, the peak of class, if you will. Like, when you look up class in a definition, you see a picture of Bill Dotrieve. And then, so we have everyone's reaction. Boomhauer doesn't give a fuck. He's too busy cutting a tree down or something, like cutting branches off a tree. Uh, Hank is more like, Dale, you should rip up this permission slip, too, just for Joseph. And, like, you know, we don't, they don't need to be learning about how to do things from the government handbook. And then we have Dale. We have Dale. Conspiracy theory, like, the UN is trying to get us to window down our population. So, the, so we don't have, like, a standing army. So, when the Chinese come marching in, they can take over the US. I'm like, this is what... Like, if I were to sit there and, like, listen to this conversation being had, I would be flabbergasted. Honestly, I think Dale would be, like, one of those people that thinks that the COVID vaccine actually has, like, a fucking magnet in it. It's, like, magnetized and there's, like, an actual chip in it. But that's just, like, I feel like he's, like, one of those people, you know? And then we also have Hank saying that teaching my boy the facts of life is my job. Which is immediately met with Peggy coming out saying, Hank, I couldn't get the words out. I'll, you need to you need to do this, basically. And then Bill's like, you really sent Peggy in to do a, a quote, man's job? Maybe we should just have Boomhauer teach Bobby how to do it. And then Boomhauer goes on like this weird tangent that you only understand like a couple of words. 
even with like subtitles on, like I'm not really like understanding like what's happening. And then just like something about like, you know, the old condom dispensers, 50 cents, you put it in, you get a condom. Apparently it's for her pleasure or her needs, sorry. Um, and it's just like a super, like what, like this is so weird. This episode's so weird, but I love it so much because you see every single character's like weirdness and awkwardness really shine through here. And I don't know, like it's just so stupid. Like it's just like these things, like things about these episodes are like so blown out of proportion. But not to the effect that it's not believable, which is probably why I do like King of the Hill more of, more than like compared to like you know Family Guy, Simpsons, stuff like that, because it's like more believable. Like I can believe these conversations actually happening, whereas like I really can't believe, you know, someone who lives in Rhode Island having like a fucking helicopter in his backyard while living in, like, a suburb, you know? Like, that shit I can't really believe. But, like, also, like, this was more believable, which is why I like this a little bit more. Sorry, I went on, like, a little sidetrack tangent there. I apologize. Let's continue talking about this show or this episode. So then we have a moment of Hank's past, which I always find these little segments interesting because we get a little bit more character development out of Hank. And we also kind of see, like, the dynamic between Cotton and Hank before Cotton's even introduced. So we have this idea of what Cotton's actually like before we even meet him. Um, Hank's like, oh, well, my daddy taught me about the facts of life. And then it, like, you know, we go into, like, a flashback dream sequence of Cotton and Hank at a cow farm. And you just have, you know, cows making babies. Cows be fucking. Um, <laughs> and we have, you know, Hank crying for whatever reason. And then we have Cotton laughing, saying that it's a good show, which is super weird. I don't understand why Cotton has the need to say that it's a good show when, you know, two cows are just straight up fucking in front of him, you know? And then we have like a little gag about like, oh, that's also how... My dad taught me about paying taxes because, you know, the government's going to fuck you over as per usual. Welcome to the U.S. All right. So now it's Hank's turn to try to teach Bobby about, you know, sex ed. And he does what Cotton did to him. So they go out and drive to a cow farm that Hank was taken to when he was Bobby's age. And, you know, with things changing, times changing from, like, the 70s, I think. Not even 70s. I don't know. We'll say, like, 60s or 70s, something in there, to now. Or, like, 97. Um, the cow farm is now a cow plant and, you know, mass production of animals, which is kind of fucked up now that I think about it. But that's, you know, we're not going to go in there. We're not going to talk about it. I want to keep it kind of, like, light and funny and I'm not gonna go super dark and serious unless the episode goes super dark and serious but we have the cow semination plays and you have the so I'm actually looking at this contraption of you know the bull semen thing <laughs> this is so weird and like I look like it's called bull plus 
that's what that's what oh god i'm just like thinking about all the contents that are just filled in that it's like so disgusting and hank brings in bobby and then like the farmer's like oh well we have two guests today this is hank and his son bobby hank's here to teach bobby about the facts of life and the i don't want i don't know what she's called like i'm not really seeing like a like name for her but so we'll just say farmhand and it's like oh she's like oh well you guys came to the right place this is the matchmaker 5000 um first off very 2000s name i love it and we have like this weird juxtaposition between Hank trying to give Bobby like this like you know super deep sentimental talk about how he's becoming like you know he's at the age where he'll start thinking about women differently or girls differently first off what if Bobby's gay like Bobby gives me like such like bi vibes like I really truly think Bobby is bi but because the show was made in the 90s we don't really get that exploration of him which is fine. Like, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, which I just think that I kind of want a show where they're at now. Like, I mentioned this in the last episode. I want a show where they're at now because I truly do think Bobby's not 1,000% straight. But I do think he's, like, either, like, bi, maybe pan, or something like that. Um, But I digress. Hank goes in saying that, oh, um when you you're gonna start feeling differently about girls and you know you want to be like more than friends stuff like that and then we have like this cow clearly in pain yeah clearly in pain as like you know the matchmaker 5000 is you know injecting yeah <laughs> injecting the bull injecting some bullshit Li- not, not literally not like literal bullshit but you know what i mean and it's just, like, not, like, a great time. <laughs> Even, like, I'm getting weirded out talking about this. And then we just, like, immediately jump cut back to, like, Hank and Peggy, like, trash can dumped over, trying to find all the pieces of the fucking permission slip to tape it back together just so they don't have to deal with this. And honestly, I don't blame them. This is why I don't want children. Well, one of the multiple reasons why I don't want children and they're, like, talking about, like, oh, how this is going to be better for Bobby because, you know, a health teacher is a trained professional and all that shit. But then we have the moment where we realize that not only did the shit hit the fan, but now the fan's on turbo speed and we got shit hitting the fucking room. <laughs> um, We go out and, like, Hank's working on this tree. Dale approaches him. Saying that, oh, we don't have to worry about the sex ed teacher anymore. I took care of it. Um, Do we say with the one little phone call? But then we go back in. Peggy's on the phone. And it was Bobby's principal saying that some right-wing maniac called the health teacher, threatened her life, and now the teacher quit. And now they're asking the substitute teacher of the year of 1996 to be the sex ed teacher. And that is Peggy fucking Hill. And I'm going to take a quick break if there 
and I will be right back in like literally like a couple minutes. By a couple minutes for me, well, a couple minutes for me, like literally like two seconds for you. All right, and I'm back. So we open up, and Peggy is reading the Wonder of a Sexual Expression textbook, which is the textbook they will be using in the sex ed class. And she's like flipping through the page. She's like, oh my God, oh goodness sake. She's like clearly so uncomfortable with everything that's going on here. And just like, you know, not, you can just tell that she just does not want to do this. Like, I don't, like, it's just like a weird topic to talk about, especially with like, you know, students. So like, I get it. But like, also I feel like it's, shouldn't be that big of a deal but then I also have to remember that it's like 96 or 97 sorry I keep saying 96 because Peggy was substitute teacher of the year in 96 so like I just keep thinking that and then we also have a little Luann moment where she's like you know studying her advanced hairstyling theory and she's just like this beauty school homework is hard Aunt Peggy and she's just, like, talking about, like, oh, this is difficult, but then also just kind of getting more into, like, what Peggy's doing. So this isn't really, like, a Luann-heavy episode, which I'm kind of sad about because I love Luann. I relate to Luann on a personal level, and she's just, like, literally one of my favorite characters, especially after a couple seasons in, like, towards, like, the end when some things happen. I'm not going to get too far into it because that's, like, a while away, but when if we get there, I will definitely talk about it. And so we go over and then Peggy's talking to Luann about the chapter title, which is called The 14 Stages of Arousal. And saying, is that C. Everett Coop? Which, honestly, I don't know who that is. Actually, let me do a quick Google search. Okay, so C. Everett Coop was an American pediatric surgeon and public health administrator administrator, um, under President Ronald Reagan from 82 to 89. Got it. So, apparently, in typical United States educational, public education system, of course, she has an old-ass textbook that's, like, outdated. Because according to Luann, she says, that must be an old book because now there's 18 stages instead of 14. And I'm just like, you know what? That's so accurate to, you know, the U.S. public education system. Like, that shit is so fucked up. It It's bad. It's really bad. I don't think people understand how bad it is unless you, like, actually go through it. It's not great. All right. And then Peggy's, like, sitting here saying, like, oh, how am I going to say these words out loud to a class? I don't know if I can do this. And then Pe- Luann's like, all right, let me see what these are. And then she's like, oh, you know, public exploration is, like, a natural thing in pubescence, basically. And then... Peggy looks over to Luann and just says, Luann, what's it like to live without shame? And then to which uh, Luann says, yeah, it is. And then apparently we go into a little bit more of Peggy's backstory, which I do like. I didn't think we really got like a whole lot of information on Peggy as a child in the first episode. So instead we have, or not instead, and now we have, you know, Peggy's mom, who we do fully meet on in a later episode. I do know that. Um, don't remember what season, don't remember what episode, but I do know we do meet her later on. And now Peggy's mom is trying to get Peggy to talk. And this really shows, like, the 
health education that is so different between men and women. And I even think this even goes into like more on like professional fields too, because men's health and women's health is viewed so differently. Like women doesn't, women don't get shit while men do. Like they get like, you know, the world like handed to them basically. But like I said, I'm going to keep it like, I'm going to keep it friendly. I'm just like stating that fact. But Peggy's mom's like, the time when a little girl becomes a woman and even her mom had trouble talking to Peggy about this. So she gives Peggy a book. And it was just a book of flowers. Like, what is that? Like, that doesn't help no one. That is so anti-productive. And it just doesn't do anything for anyone but then also during like that before she before Peggy's mom gives her the book um I just like watched a little clip of it before or while I was talking and she's Peggy's mom's like oh you'll get like a special monthly visitor and then you know because Peggy's mom is doing like a horrible ass job explaining this Peggy's like oh Uncle Joe like you know like that's like a reasonable thing to ask to because, like, you know, that makes sense, right? And then Peggy's mom gets flustered and just like, here, read this book. It'll explain everything. And then that's when Peggy gets the book of, you know, nothing but pictures of flowers, which is so not helping anyone. All right. And then we do learn, like, a little interesting tidbit about Peggy as well. Apparently, Peggy has never kissed a boy until she was 20. And apparently he's dead now at the time of this episode. So, you know take that as you will. I don't know why that was added in there or like why Peggy felt the need to say that, but it was kind of funny. Like, okay, like, are you like out here killing people that you kiss when you're 20? And then if so, why is Hank and Bobby still alive? You know? And then apparently we have another chapter in this textbook called here's a chapter or on communicating your needs. And at this point, Hank walks into the kitchen with Luann and Peggy And he thinks that it is some form of filth. And apparently it's just like, Hank's so fucking mad. He's just like, what the hell is this? This is the inside of a womb. Bobby's not going to look at pictures of the inside of a womb. And we also have like a, or sorry, we then have a moment with Bobby and Joseph. And Bobby is giving some of his toys to Joseph and he's like, do you want my Chandler or do you want my Ross? I think these are friends characters. I'm not 100% sure. It's kind of like too small to see. And I didn't really think like friends had like, you know, dolls slash action figures or toys in general. So Joseph asks, can I shoot him with full of BBs? And then Bobby's like, sure. But then Joseph asks like, oh, why are you getting rid of all your toys? Right, and then Bobby, or when Joseph asked that question of like, oh, why don't you want this? What are you, why don't you want this toy anymore? Uh, sorry, I like stuttered really badly. <laughs> Bobby says, oh, once I learn sex ed, I'll be too busy dating. And then Joseph asks, who? To which Bobby says, I don't know, anyone who wants to have sex with me? And I'm like, damn, that is so relatable to people. Like, I don't feel that on a personal level because like, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> like, no, thank you. But, like, damn, I felt that on, like, a fucking personal level. 
And then we cut back to Boomhauer, Bill, and Hank working on the tree in the alley. And, and Dale shows up saying, oh, well, so much for my phone call. Apparently they have another teacher to replace the sec- original sex ed teacher. At this point, Dale doesn't know that that teacher is Peggy. So he's going, like, he just kind of starts going on a little tirade, calling her a depraved harlot to teach that sex ed class. And, and then he said, and then Dale says, um, I know people that can take care of this woman if you know what I mean. I'm like, why are you, why are you trying to kill people, Dale? (laughs) Why are you trying to send hits out on people? And Hank said, says, oh, that teacher is my wife. And then Dale says, I thought Peggy was your wife. Like, does Dale not know that Peggy is a substitute teacher? Or, like, is that, is that, like, not common knowledge? But yet everyone in the fucking neighborhood knows that his wife is having an affair with John Redcorn and that Joseph is actually John Redcorn's son, but he just doesn't know that, which I still think he does know it, but he doesn't outright say it. And then once they find out that Peggy is actually the new sex ed teacher, everyone's demeanor changes. At first they were like so like anti like sex ed in the classroom. Uh, like I don't want to do th- We should be teaching our children this, not some, you know, fucking, I don't fucking know. I don't really, really remember. And I can't really come up with another example, but they're like so anti, you know, government teaching it. And now it's just like, oh, now what? Because now we really can't talk shit about it because he will be talking shit about Peggy and, you know, our best friend's wife. So we really can't talk shit about this class. And Dale has the idea to say, oh, well, now that Peggy's teaching sex ed, she's going to bring some new ideas into the bedroom. I'm like, that's such a weird, that's like such a creepy thing to say to your best friend. But like, I don't know. That's just like me personally. Like I, if one of my friends said that, I'd be like, um, what? I mean, like, obviously I would joke with them because like, hi, I'm like a fucking gremlin and I like to joke about everything in uncomfortable situations because that is a coping mechanism I came up with. But I would still be like, like deep down, I'd be like, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) And according to Dale, a woman who knows is the toughest customer. I feel, I see why Nancy cheats on him now. I see it. Because if if he's saying shit like that, like if a woman doesn't know what she likes, then she can't complain about, you know, not having her needs met. Um, Dale, Dale doesn't know where it's at. Dale does not know where it's at. If you know what I mean, Dale doesn't know where it's at. Dale can't find it. so stupid. Dale doesn't know where it's at. Confirmed. And then we have Bill's response to this where he's like, oh, well, now you'll be with a woman that knows everything about sex. Well, and I've never been with a woman like that. Well, except for a bar girl, because bar girls know. And then he just like kind of goes on and like digs himself into like this, you know, self-made grave where he's like, oh, I'm not calling Peggy a bar girl, but like she knows things like a bar girl does. And of course, you know, Hank hits him as per usual. And as expected, like, that's like, I think, like, a bar girl, 
I don't know. Like, I can't really tell. I can't really decipher it. Like, I think I know what it means, but like, I don't really. I don't want to like say unless I'm like like a hundred percent sure. But like, we're just gonna say "quote unquote" loose because I really hate that term because that's like a very slut shaming term, and I'm not here for that. But yeah, like apparently calling Peggy "quote loose" end quote. All right, and then we have a one of my favorite scenes in this entire episode. Besides the fact, besides like the very first scene in like the first half of this episode where Peggy just like gets up and leaves after Bobby says like a penis, uh, we have Bobby's baseball game and this one's like very interesting because, you know, apparently word's gotten out that Peggy's the new sex ed teacher. I don't know how. We don't really see like anything gossipy happening like we did in the first episode. So I'm just like assuming that someone heard them talking in the alley about it or something along those lines. But Bobby hits a base, a baseball, like hits the ball, does well, runs to first base. And then Peggy starts chatting, don't stop at first, honey. Don't stop at first. And then like some ugly little heckler. Why? Okay. Sorry, my computer just like made a noise at me. Some ugly little heckler in the audience at just decides to yell yeah you perv I'm like what like is that really how people acted in the night well okay it's also like southern I have to remember like I have to be like in the brain it's the south it's the Texas it's the 90s of course you know anything that wasn't like super Christian was like you know not looked was looked down upon basically you know what? I'm really stupid because I was like going back and like watching it because like I have the episode pulled up whenever I record things so, and I like kind of talk about each scene and then like kind of rewatch it just to make sure that I don't miss anything and then but I'm just like too lazy to actually go back and edit it and make it make sense in like audio form but apparently Peggy was talking about it like I said literally a, a couple seconds ago like how I didn't know how they knew but apparently Peggy tells is talking about it with some of the girls at the I'm gu I'm guessing that they're moms they look very mom like <laughs> uh about how Peggy was asked to be the new sex ed teacher and then we kind of get like into more of their like how they were raised as well how that generation was raised in general and they all got the same flower book and one of them says oh well I really thought that flower book was really well done like it taught me so much because whenever my husband starts crawling all over me I just like lay back and start thinking of pictures of the flowers and I'm just like ma'am <laughs> ma'am it's not supposed to be like that you why are why are you doing this like love yourself and then we also have like the most shit lord character I don't really remember his name, but he's like the redheaded kid with like the super deep voice for no reason. He's like, hey, Bobby, your mom's a sex ed teacher now. She's going to teach us about sex. So we're going to see her boobs. I'm like, that is like, that is something like a 12 year old would say. And like, I really like the writing of these characters, like of the children characters. I love the writing so much because like they actually get the get what it's like to be like a child and like how, you know, they all talk to each other. And it's just, like, the dumbest shit ever. And I love it. All right. And then we have, like, the heckler, you know, shouting at Bobby, like, yeah, go all the way, you perv. And then we just cut back to the Hill House. And then Hank 
is picking up the phone after it's been ringing and then we find out that it's Dale. Dale threatening the Peggy or I almost said the sex ed teacher but like obviously it's Peggy we know that now. Um, threatening Peggy being like you don't know me but I know where you live and I know they's that sex ed class so help me out. And then and then Hank asks um if that was Dale, and then Dale's like, oh, Hank, can you put Peggy on the line? I'm like, this is so dumb, but I, I can see this. I can literally see this happening. Like, like, hey, Dale is such, like, a bad criminal and, like, just, like, a bad, like, you know, threatening figure. Like, I can't take him seriously as, like, someone who's literally going to threaten me. Like, you can't, like, you're so incapable of actually, like, doing, doing this and, like, following through with this idea. Like, hello? And then when Hank hands over the phone to Peggy, he's like, oh, Peggy, it's for you. It's Dale. And then Dale goes on. Like, she literally answers his phone like, hi, Dale. And then Dale goes through that, like, same speech. Like, you don't know who I am. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, it's just like a funny scene. And like, I love it. This episode's really well done. All right. And then apparently... We also have, like, a I see apparently, like, it didn't happen. Like, we have a scene where um, Hank and Peggy are fighting over Peggy teaching the class. I really don't understand. Like, I just watched the scene again. Like, I wasn't even going to talk about it because I really don't... I really don't get why this was included. I get... I don't know. Like, I, I guess you kind of need Hank and Peggy to be mad at each other for later events in this episode that happen. But, like, I don't understand why he's mad now and like why he hasn't been like upset at the beginning like I don't know it's just like a weird scene where they were like fighting in their bedroom over um Peggy asking if Hank wants to put on some like hand lotion cream on her or something like that like you know something to get them both in the mood for some good old fucking (laughs) um but yeah I don't know it's just like a weird uh, scene. I don't really know how to, what to make of it. Like, I know why it's there to set up some plot devices that'll happen later on. But I don't know. It's just like, I don't really get it. But then we, uh, cut to the next day where Peggy is practicing her class in front of Luann, which also, how, how long, how, when does this class even start, by the way? Because I think we've been through like a whole ass week and like, you know, the class hasn't even started yet. Um, at least three days that I know of. So, like, when does this class start? But anyways, we cut to, uh, Peggy practicing the class in front of Luann. She's saying, oh, this is a diagram of a vagina, but she's struggling to say, like, you know, the anatomically correct body parts. And you can tell, like, she's, like, struggling. She's super uncomfortable. And we just kind of go into this um, moment where she's, like, really struggling to say it. And then we cut back to Hank being upset, cutting the tree branches down. And we have, like, this montage between Peggy trying to say the words and uh, Hank being upset about it. And, you know, Peggy learning how, like, how to, you know, actually teach the class and do it right. To the point where she's, like, you know, staying up late at night with the headlamp on reading. And 
apparently Hank's been like so pissed off that he just like chopped off the entire tree and all of its branches to the point where he just starts cutting down the fucking branch itself. And then Peggy is just like, you know what? Let me try, you know, putting the word penis and happiness, but then like really emphasizing the penis aspect of it, which honestly, I think that's probably like the best route to go in her situation. And then she finally says it. She finally says the words. She's finally saying it. You go, bitch. And now she's saying it louder and louder. And then she just screams, vagina. (laughs) And then she's just like, oh, I just, Hank, I just said. And then Hank comes in pissed because apparently the whole neighborhood heard her scream vagina, which apparently is like such a bad thing. Like, ooh, saying anatomically correct body parts. Ooh, scary. And Hank's like, oh, the whole neighborhood could hear you cursing. Or cussing, sorry. And then Peggy's like, well, it's not cussing if it's like a God-given body part. To which Hank's dumbass says, well, it is if it's meant to be hidden by clothes. Like, um, clothes weren't always a thing. My dude. Like, what? And Hank says, oh, well, you're talking about body parts that people don't want to know about. I'm like, um, like, I'm sitting here, like, re-watching this scene. I'm like, um... That's not true, Hank. The adult film industry is like one of the biggest industries in the entire world. But <laughs> I I I don't know. Like I kinda get what he's saying, but not really. And then Peggy has like this amazing line, which I one thousand percent agree with. She's like, Well, I don't well, Bobby ought to know about them. I don't want him growing up as repressed as we did. To which Hank says, of course we do. And I'm drawing the line right here. I'm not signing this permission slip. You're not going to teach Bobby. I'm going to teach him again. Even though that went so fucking well the first time. Just saying. And then we end on the cliff note of Hank ripping up the permission slip and trying to throw it away again. And then that is where we will take our second break. So I'll be right back in like literally like two seconds or a minute, you know, whatever. It is what it is. We'll be right back and I'll see you guys after the break. All right. And I'm back. And apparently Hank has a great idea to pull Bobby out of school in general. So I'm thinking that this is just like a one-off class on the weekend or something like that. Or like a, just like a one-off class in general. And, you know... Hank gets mad, doesn't even look at Peggy during breakfast. Just says, Bobby, you're coming to work with me today. And then Peggy arrives at school and apparently something is vibrating in her fucking bag. I'm like, Peggy, why do you have vibrating? Peggy, why do you have sex toys? Peggy? Peggy, I have questions. Like, why is it vibrating? Diagrams do not need to be vibrating. Alright, and then we cut over to... um. Hank and Bobby at the Strickland Propane. Bobby is sitting in like a rolling chair, swimming back and forth. Hank's on the phone talking to a customer. But then we have a series of questions that makes Hank very uncomfortable because Bobby starts asking questions about like, oh, what is mom talking about to those guys? Uh, Is mom a slut? And then Hank's going on being like, oh, try not to think about what Peggy's talking about. Um, and Peggy's not a slut. She just, like, is talking about things because people gotta know. Okay, so I, like, sorry, I had, like, pause and, like, watch the episode to just make sure I got all the questions right. 
And then, of course, I love Bobby. Bobby is the precious being. He is, like, straight up ass. Like, Dad, don't you ever have sex anymore? And to which Hank says... And then Bobby's... Or not Bobby. Then Hank says... Sorry, like, I have to, like, pause and, like, rewatch these scenes so I get these questions right. So, like, if I, like, stutter and, like, repeat things and, like, say things weirdly, I apologize. I just want to make sure I get all of these um, questions right. And then Hank says, why don't you think of something pleasant? I'm like, hello... And then send him to the fucking class so he doesn't have to ask you these questions. Like, make it make sense. And then we cut back over to Peggy in the classroom. Um, she has her bag of t- toys, I guess. And you can also tell that Peggy is, like, very, like, anxious and nervous to start this lesson. Um, she's, like... Oh, welcome to the class of human relations, otherwise known as dot, 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 human relations. <laughs> and she's just like, does anyone have any questions so far? After just, you know, saying that in her name. She, like, you can just tell, like, she's just, like, wanting someone to start the conversation and just, like, wanting someone else to do this for her. And no one has any questions. But then we cut back over to Hank and Bobby at Strickland Propane, and Bobby says, Dad, you don't have to worry about me. I'm not going to have sex with anyone. And then Hank's like, whoa, Bobby, don't say that. But then Hank's like, or Bobby's like, well, I thought that's what what you wanted. And then Hank's like, well, yeah, if you were my daughter, but since you're my son, it's okay, basically. And then... This is why I love Bobby, because Bobby's sitting here questioning this. Like, why is it okay for, why is it not okay for girls, but it's okay for boys? And then Hank's swift-ass response is just like, just don't question it. We got the better end of the stick of this double standard. And like, I think we should be questioning it. All right, and then we have, after Hank says, oh, don't knock the double standard, we have the lunk and the stick on that one. Bobby's like, well, that's why mom's taught bad for talking about sex. And then we have Hank saying um, that just because that she's been using like, you know, the sex Edwards that she's not bad. She's just trying to do her job and just like how imagine what she's going through with all of these. um, Like how of snickering fifth grade. Okay, so we're in fifth grade, which is interesting that we're talking about this in fifth grade and not like, you know, seventh or eighth grade. So we at least get that. We have like a somewhat of a timeline now because now in this season, we know that Bobby is in fifth grade. And how old are you in fifth grade? I don't remember. I think you're like 10 or 11, 12. So not even, I think you're younger than that. I think you're at least like 10, right? So I'll, hold on, let me figure this out. Okay, so you're, like, around, like, 9 or 10, maybe, which is really weird. Why are we talking about this with 10-year-olds, though? I mean, like, I get it, because, like, they're going to go into, like, that tween era, but, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's kind of weird. I feel like it's a little too young. I don't know. I'm also, like, not a fucking parent, so who the fuck knows? (laughs) And then Peggy, or not Peggy, sorry, Hank even goes on to say that Peggy has a lot of guts teaching these, like, you know, children about sex ed. And we then cut to, which I find this is like a very comedic cut of 
you know, we get Hank saying that and then we cut immediately over to Peggy just spelling out her name on the fucking chalkboard. Just be like, that's Mrs. Peggy Gear Hill. I, and then she even spells out Hill. That's like how much she doesn't want to do this. Like you can just tell she does not want to do this. So uncomfortable. Even though she just got comfortable talking about it. Um, or it's just like saying the words in general. But that's just like in front of Luann. And I guess Luann doesn't count. And then we have the nice welcome at the end of the episode. Or towards the end of the episode. We have about like two minutes left, I guess. Or something like that. And... Peggy turns to the class and is ready to start the lesson. But then Hank walks in with Bobby being like, oh, well, you got one more or something like that. Let me actually like find out what the fuck he says. Oh, he just says, just have a seat. I'm sure your teacher can tell you everything that you need to know. She was a substitute teacher of the year in 1996. Oh, that's not me trying to talk over the episode at the same time. (laughs) Not that. Not that. So... I guess this is like kind of a more, I guess a boost question mark to get, um, I don't know, like a boost in confidence for Peggy. Like she gets, she now knows that Hank supports her in this decision to teach this class. Bobby's there. So she feels a little bit more comfortable teaching it and she goes on to continue with the lesson plan. All right. And then before she even begins the lesson plan, like before she even starts teaching, she asks everyone to bring up the um, permission slips. And if any of the kids who don't have permission slips have a study hall somewhere else, and pretty much every single student in the class leaves besides Bobby. So we learned that she just did everything all everything in this episode for no reason just to talk to Bobby, which I guess gave her the confidence and the know-how how to actually like talk to Bobby and like talk to people about sex ed and stuff like that. And then at the very last scene, we have um, Hank putting on the romance with uh, Peggy. They have like a nice little slow dance. And apparently Hank goes to dip Peggy in the slow dance, but obviously his, like, um, apparently, like, his back is still, like, fucked up, and then they both fall on the floor, and then Hank's like, well, while we're down here, and they just straight up fucked on the fucking carpet. (laughs) Like, they just, like, straight up, they'd be smashing in... They just be smashing on the carpet. And then the phone rings. And then we, we we hear the voice mail. Which of course it is Dale once again. Being a little shit. And talking shit. And he even calls Peggy a sexy teacher. Which is weird. I'm like what? But then he's like oh. Let me while I'm calling. Let me ask Hank. To let him know or to tell Hank that the tea off time was changed to three and like the same message. And I'm like, this is why, Dale, this is why no one takes you seriously, sweetie. And then that concludes season one, episode two of King of the Hill titled Square Peg. I don't know. This is like one of the few episodes from season one that I actually do remember because every time I do watch the show, I always skip over season one. Because it's just not my favorite. 
But after watching the pilot episode and this episode, I'm like starting to have like a new love for season one. Because typically I just skip over to season two because that's like, you know, the king of a hill I'm the most familiar with, right? But overall, this episode is quite hilarious. I actually like do find it fucking hilarious and I do love it so much. Um, it's like so weird. Like you can really tell like the weirdness and like the, like the writing and like how the writing made everyone sound like super awkward, super uncomfortable, like the dialogue choices and things like that. Um, really adds to the story. Uh, we even get like a little bit more backstory on both Hank and Peggy, which is always appreciated because I love Cotton. Cotton's probably one of my favorite characters, which I'm going to say that pretty much about every single character. Like, oh, they're one of my favorites because these characters are like so well done, which is why another reason why I like King of the Hill over like the other um, Fox animated family sitcoms, I guess you can call them. But that also means that this will be the conclusion of this episode, episode two of Queen of the Hill podcast. Uh, I want to thank you for listening and thank you for watching. If you're watching this on YouTube, by the way, because apparently I'm going to be uploading these to YouTube, but it's just going to be like, you know, audio form with like the uh, profile picture. So nothing really crazy. You're not really missing much by listening to the audio version versus watching it on YouTube. It's just like another platform, basically. Um, I will be back next week with episode three, which is called The Order of the Straight Arrow. And from what I, if it's the episode I think it is, I don't like this episode. Like, I'm just going to be straight up with you. I'm not the biggest fan of this one. So that episode might be a little bit shorter because I probably won't have that much to talk about. Um, but if you guys want to hang out with me in between episodes or get notified whenever an episode goes live, you can follow me personally on Twitter. I'm not 100% sure if there will be an actual official Twitter out for the show itself, but you can check that out, check out on my, or check that out on my personal Twitter, which is Claire C. Hammy. That is C-L-A-I-R-E, the letter C-H-A-M-M-Y. Um, you can keep it, follow me there for updates on the show, uh, when new episodes come out, or if there is a specific, a specific Twitter for the show itself. Wow, I just, you know, stuttered. <laughs> um, new episodes come out every Tuesday. So I'm really excited to be continuing those. I'm at least going to be doing season one. If season one does really well or does well in general, I will continue on with season two. Um, I do have a Patreon if you want to follow that as well. It's going to be under my personal Patreon, but I'm going to be like uploading episodes there as well. I don't really have any goals or anything set up for the show as of recording, so I can't really tell you what's, like, you know, new. <laughs> what's, like, new, what's hip, what's cool, if there's any, like, rewards yet. I don't think there'll be a one by the time this episode comes out. But if you want to help support the podcast, you can support it there. You can support it whatever amount you want for a monthly payment. Um, that is under patreon.com slash Art. That's spelled like my username, but just add the word art at the end of it. Um, it does give you access to the episodes as well. You can like download the episodes through there. And yeah, I'm going to go ahead and end now. I hope everyone has an amazing week and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to leave a review on wherever you are listening and I will see you guys next week. Goodbye.